Hello and welcome to Dear Amelia, a podcast where I, a new father, have a series of conversations with friends on a whole range of topics, with the ultimate goal of presenting a collection of deeply personal thoughts for my daughter to listen to when she grows up. This is Benjamin Prabhu, and thank you for tuning in. On May 9th, 2020, you entered my life and changed it forever. Just over six pounds and with a mop of hair on your head, you were born to two grateful parents who knew in that moment that they could never love anyone else like they would love you. When I held you for the first time, I forgot about all the chaos and uncertainty swirling around in the world. All I could see and feel was pure beauty and innocence. I did not shed any tears in that moment, but only because I was overwhelmed with relief and excitement that I finally got to meet you. You see, Amelia, that was when I decided I was going to be the best father that a daughter could ever hope for. When I was growing up, I never thought about wanting to become a dad. I'd always assumed that having children was the natural next step after one gets married. Your mom and I were always biding our time to start a family But I have to admit that the more I saw other fathers with their children, I was starting to get desperate to have kids to call my own. By the time we decided to take the plunge, I felt truly ready because I had spent the better part of the previous three years imagining what type of father I wanted to be. Coming back to the day you were born, I realized one thing. You were no longer just a figment of our dreams and desires. You were a real, breathing, tiny human being. And all of the advice that I had received from friends and family and all of my own notions about fatherhood, all of those could wait. As I held you in my arms, I wanted to just be in the moment and take it all in. I was a new father to a beautiful baby girl, and we were just getting started on a new and exciting adventure. Through the life-changing event of fatherhood, I called up a friend who has known me since our college days. Arvind Raghavan is himself a relatively new father and has made his home the United States after completing his medical education in India and the Philippines, much like myself. He knows me well, and I couldn't think of a better person to talk to about the new chapter of our lives that we currently are in. So first of all, Dr. Arvind Raghavan, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast. Um, I want to start by making, I want to start by making a confession. So when you first told me that Aburva, that is your wife, uh, was pregnant, you know, Mm -hmm. my first reaction was amusement. I was, yeah, I was actually amused to imagine you becoming a dad, um, not, not that I didn't believe you're gonna, you're not gonna be yeah, a great you dad. You can say anything you want, man. You can say anything you want. <laughs> no, not that I didn't believe you weren't gonna be a great dad. It's just that yeah. we've known each other for a long time now. What is it like? Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten years now, I think. Two thousand four. Right? Wow. Okay, I was way off. It was like so now sixteen years. That is really a long time. Yeah. So um, we've known each other for so long, and 
I couldn't like picture you like I couldn't picture Aravind the dad. So right. tell me, so tell me how did what is your first reaction to the news when you found out that you were going to be a father? Uh, I was happy. Honestly, I was happy. You know, I was not scared. I was not, you know, maybe it's just, you know, early in the process, you know, just mm-hmm. getting to know, um, you know, and it's not like it, it's totally unplanned because, you know, we were at the end of residencies and we just started, you know, okay, this is the right time and we started the process. So, you know, we were expecting that. So it's not like a huge surprise, but, you know, like when we knew that, you know, like, uh, you know, we are pregnant and I was like, the first thing was happy. You know, well, how did because, she even like break the news to you? Was it like very dramatic or was she just like, yeah, no, I'm pregnant? No, you know, I'll tell you this. Most of the things today, what I'm going to tell you is very cliche, you know, you know, that happens in every other families and, you know, it's, it's simple. It's, 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 it was very simple, you know, we've been trying, you know, but you know, just one or two months, but uh, she just said, you know, like she checked it and said, you know, Hey, you know, I think I'm pregnant. It's turning to be a red line there. Well, like, I was like, okay, fine. Let's, it was very, you know, like thin. Maybe it's too early. So we just said, okay, let's test it again two days later. And of course, we tested again. And I was just there, you know, like all through the process. So um, I knew it, like, you know, she was pregnant. And uh, the second day we, text, uh, we uh, tested it again, a uh, strong red line. It's like, we were happy. We were honestly happy. And uh, uh, we expected that. And, you know, we, as a physician, we see a lot of people even angsters going through a lot of trouble, you know, like just to, you know, there's a whole other world, but just to get pregnant, you know, there's a right. lot of, a lot of problems, you know, a lot of stress in life, you mm-hmm. know, and that in medical community, to be honest, you know, like we just hear crazy stories, like both physicians, a lot of stress and stress is a huge factor. So we just always think the worst as a physician, right? So, um, you know, things happen fast and we are really happy about it. So honestly, I was really happy, relieved, uh, you know, again, Indian families, pressure. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, like, probably, like, when you told your parents and, you know, you told her parents, like, yeah, I feel like they probably would have been more excited than the both of you. <laughs> Trust me, you know, like, it's more than the pressure. We wanted to be, that's the right time, you know, that happened and we were so happy. And uh, in fact, uh, we didn't want to tell them until at least three months goes by, you know, like everything is confirmed, right. ultrasound, you know, how things with Indian families, you know that, right? So uh, we just want to make it totally right. And uh, we just gave it like a couple of months and made sure we got like 12 week ultrasound and made sure, you know, like everything is, you know, still things can happen, but pretty safe right. at that early stage. And then we told them because we want to cross the first trimester because that's the, you know, a uh, little scarier part. So uh, we crossed it, then we, you know, like broke the news and they are really happy. Uh, they already started planning, you know, when to move, when to come and start taking care of the kids and, you know, what's the name, like, no, like, so. Yeah, so what you told me so far is like, like I would say for, for people who don't know you, it's like classic Arvind, like very like, okay, okay, this is done and uh, this is happening, great, happy, excited. Now I'll tell you like how it happened for me and you will accept yeah. that it's like, pretty much standard for me. So yeah. in, in my case, it was my birthday, September 17th, mm-hmm. and got back from work, you know, just tired and the usual, like, you know, like Facebook messages and right. people like wishing you via text. And I'm like sitting on the couch, just like going through Facebook. Right. Uh, I'm sitting on the couch for almost an hour. And Abigail's also sitting next to me. And like, it took me an hour to notice there was like something on uh, the table in front of the couch. Yeah. Like it was like a bag, like a gift right so it's a gift bag and I was like oh maybe like uh, Abigail got a gift for me and 
she was like, uh, yeah, go ahead and open it. And then when I opened it, it was like, even before I unwrapped the whole thing, like it was immediately just clicked. Like, I know what this is. And of course, it was like a, you know, a positive uh, pregnancy test uh, for the stick. So it took me almost an hour to even like realize it. And then it took me two whole days to even like accept or to process it that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it didn't sink in for me immediately. Like even though we had planned for it, even though we were thinking about it. I think it was like within a month of us like starting to try. And um, so even though we were like thinking about it and planning for it, when it actually like when she said she was pregnant, it took me at least a couple of days to like process it because I couldn't imagine myself the dad, you know, like even though that's what I wanted. I think I've had like baby fever for like ever since I married her so for almost three uh two years two and a half what's a baby fever it's like you wanted a baby is that what yeah yeah like you know when when i would see other like dads with their kids like with their really small kids and i want i want a kid as well you know so to me that is baby fever so yeah it it took me like so yeah that's like me right like sometimes i don't even realize what's happening right in front of me so it was like that like uh, to this day, Abigail like keeps telling me she keeps pulling my leg that it was right in front of me, and I didn't even like notice for an hour like what it yeah, was. Yeah, that, so. that that is totally you. And I still remember two days before that we spoke on the phone, and you said you guys were trying. You yeah, 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 yeah. And and that was close. Right. And the thing is, like, I did not think it was going to happen that soon, uh, just because like you, like you said, you know, a lot of families, it's not that straightforward, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, they try for a long time and sometimes it happens soon. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. So yeah. I was not under any assumption that we're going to try and boom, like, you know, she's going to be pregnant. Yeah. That was never yeah. the idea. So I think that's probably why it also took me a couple of days because I was like, maybe it's not real maybe we think it is you know maybe we think it's possible but it's not you know that's what i realized you know nowadays in this modern world if something good happens we are denying it at first you know like we are afraid yeah we are afraid that you know like it's not going to happen so that's our mentality now and I'll, i'll tell you this you're right you know like me i always take things i accept things you know but there are two stages there are two layers to it First layer is, yeah, I accepted it. Yeah, okay, yeah, it happened. I'm happy. But like you said, subconsciously, I was still, you know, like, uh, wow, this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I would tell you that, you know, like, you know, the first layer, I accepted it. Yeah, it happened. We tried. I'm happy. The second layer is like, then, you know, as day goes on, and when I see my wife getting, you know, like bigger belly, then it started sinking, like, wow this is happening yeah again like when we used to go for the prenatal uh visits and everything like the first few months i was like i don't know what i was picturing but i was like she should have like a very prominent bump by now so when she did not have it i was like maybe we're imagining this maybe she's not pregnant and i still remember the first ultrasound and i was like it was almost like suspense it was like I can't hear anything yet. I can't hear a heartbeat. Maybe we're all just imagining this in our head. And the moment I heard the heartbeat for the first time was when I was like, okay, no going back. This is happening. I'm going to be a dad and we're going to have yeah. a baby soon. So, yeah. I know. I'll tell you a sad part in this, in these happy occasions. Like, then, you know, like every ultrasound event, the initially the first few ultrasounds, you know, as physicians, as, you know, with the medical background that you have, um, the same thing happened to me. The first thing I started, to, you know, whenever there was ultrasound, I didn't enjoy the ultrasound that, you know, there's a, you know, living a being there. 
all I was thinking is, okay, is there any deformity? Okay, mm. do I see the nuchal rigidity yeah. anywhere? You know, <laughs> do I see, you know, uh, do I see any changes in the amniotic fluid? You know, I was actually looking at the screen and I was actually describing the, you know, of course I'm not a OBGYN, but we know ultrasounds. So I was just telling uh, the technician, oh yeah, I see that. Like, she's like, you want to come and do it? <laughs> No, in a good way. Yeah. But she's like, oh, you knew it. But, you know, like, I know you're scared of something, but I don't see all those things. And I was happy after that. No, that's what ha- that, that happens. Like, Abigail, too, like, you know, since she had doula experience, like, she knows a lot about childbirth and pregnancy. Yeah. And so for both of us, I think just having that extra knowledge, sometimes it's not always the best because yep. we have a tendency to overthink. Like even in med school, like, yeah. you know, you get sick, like, you know, we immediately start cancer. thinking of the most complicated diseases, you cancer. know, cancer, yeah. lupus, whatever. It's just like, we think of the most advanced level. So yeah, as parents too, like during that stage, during the pregnancy stage, we were like, okay, I just hope everything goes smoothly and, you know, yeah. everything is going to be fine. No complications. We want to have a very natural delivery and all of that. So let's let's fast forward a little bit to the day that your son, Ahan, was yeah. born. Um, can you tell what the meaning of Ahan is? Uh, so again, you know, I'll be short to explain why we chose this name. We wanted to choose a letter starting in alphabet A, you know, for sure, because I'm of Arvind, <laughs> she's a Burwa, and we are Indian, you know. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Um, uh, we were looking at a lot of names, but, you know, like nothing. So for me, you know me. So it has to click immediately, otherwise I'm not going to choose it. Right. So uh, even I don't like it. So I didn't like any of those names. But then I came across Ahan. The first thing I remember is like, Okay, I like it. It's different. I didn't want to choose anything that's, you know, like existing there. Um, it sounds like more North Indian name, but, you know, like, I just one of the meaning of the name is basically, um, you know, ray of uh, sunlight or first ray of sun. You know, okay. that's what it means. Or it's a day, you know. So that what, that's what Ahan means. Uh, more than the meaning, I like the sound of it. You know, of course, mm-hmm. he's going to be an American, Indian American. I want the name to be, you know, like a little easier, not too long. So yeah. all these things were under consideration. Um, and, you know, um, Aburua, you know, like the name, the family, you know, like, is he, you know, so. Is he Ahan Arvind or Ahan Raghavan? Uh, Ahan Arvind, man. You know, that's again, okay. you know, like us South Indians, you were different. Us South Indians, we don't have last name, you know. Yeah, and for really people... Hard. And for people listening, you know, this is one area that I feel like we need to clarify, uh, especially for yeah. non-Indians, because a lot of the time people get confused, like, wait, why is your dad's first name like your last name, right? Yeah. So, so why did you decide to go with Ahan Arvind instead of Ahan okay. Raghavan? So, okay, my name is Arvind Raghavan. Back in India, I was just R. Arvind in school. That's how they call you. Your initial oh, okay. will be the last, okay? So R. Arvind. So everyone knows by Arvind. No one calls me Raghavan. No one, you know, Raghavan right. is my dad, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we came here, of course, you know, when you're going to name your kid, since South Indians don't have last names, uh, you know, I've talked to a few people from my family and, you know, like just hearing a word by mouth and everything. So I got to know that, you know, like, you know, previously, many years ago, uh, South Indians want to break down the caste system, you know, so most of the last names are caste. You can find the caste through the last name or the name of it. So they, I think that's what I heard. I'm not sure. hundred. Of course, uh, my wife's intention, my intention was to have my name or my wife's name, you know, as his right. last name. Instead of Raghavan, which is my dad's name, 
you know. So uh, after considering all those things and my wife's reason and my reason was, you know, like, you know, everything, you know, um, coincided. And we initially decided that Arvind should be his last name. And I even thought, like, should we bring Aburwa inside it? Then it'll become whole complicated again, you know. Again, you know, we don't want to put Ahan, Aburwa, Arvind. Everything right. looks like first name. There's going to be a lot of um, confused people. Exactly. So, you know, I really wanted to bring my wife's name inside it. But, you know, like, you know, I really tried. We really tried. But then we just realized, you know, okay, this is going to be much simpler. So let's just use uh, Arvind as his last name. So, and we decided to do it slightly different, of course, because, you know, I decided that I'm going to have my dad's name as a family name, you know, kind of like yeah. most American households here. So we decided that Prabhu, which is my dad's yeah. first name, is going to be our family name going forward. So like Benjamin Prabhu. And for my daughter, it's Amelia Prabhu. And of course, even like Abigail, you know, as Abigail Prabhu. I don't want to deal with my first name. I don't want it to be like Abigail Benjamin or Amelia Benjamin and yeah. have like two first names. And like talking about names, um, I don't know. It sounds like you basically came up with the Han and Aburo was like, okay, is that right? Yeah, she was, uh, she wanted me to choose, you know, she was also looking through the process. Uh, she 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 likes my taste. So, uh, but of course, you that know, I gave a couple must of- be great because it was not the case with us. It was like we. It took us months. You know, every time I'd be like, "What about this name?" So first of all, we didn't know if just a boy or a girl, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like going with both names, and every time I'd be like, "What about this name? What about that name?" And Abigail would be like, "No, no, no." And eventually, when I said Amelia, and she was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." So. That's how we ended up with uh, Amelia. Where did you get the name from Amelia? Is it from Amelia Earhart or? I mean, you you hear it, you know, everywhere, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, but more than anything, you know, we we were big on meanings uh, of the name. First, it has to sound good for me to have to go with my last name, right? So for me, Amelia Prabhu, okay, goes well. Uh, but the next one was like, okay, what does it mean, and does that really like? go well and we discovered that the meaning is uh labor of god so it's basically oh. like god's work right and i was like done perfect that's what is done so we decided um uh, like you were talking about like having incorporating parents name for the kid so in our in in our case so amelia and her last name is going to be prabhu which is mm-hmm. like family name and abigail's middle name is grace so we decided to pull that in oh, yeah. so that Amelia yeah. Grace Prabhu so in a way you know both parents yeah. there's a link there it's so. good you know you know but you know trust me it's hard being a South Indian and in U.S. having a kid and you know like the names you know that we, we just get more creative yeah and we wanted to make sure that everyone can pronounce the name yeah. right so yeah. that's why like I thought Amelia is not a name that I don't think most people can mess that up. I think it's pretty strange. But okay, going back to the day your son, Ahan, was born. So when you held him in your arms for the first time, what is going through your mind? Okay. Uh, I'm not, you know that I'm not very sentimental, emotional. Yeah, that's why I was curious. uh, Yeah. uh, But um, that night I remember, uh, you know, I'll start from this. Her water broke in the middle of night. Uh, Her mom and dad were there. You know, like uh, since during the pregnancy, we just, you know, like wanted to, I thought, you know, like keeping them close will keep her more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, her parents were here uh, for, you know, that one month. Um, so her water broke that night. We went to the hospital immediately. Um, you know, it was not like, you know, it happened and I was driving the car 
um, nothing was going through my mind, actually. You know, it was just blank. All I wanted was like, you know, okay, drive safely, go to the hospital. So uh, went to the hospital. We, she went through like 12 hours of labor, actually, you know. Um, and uh, all throughout, you know, like I was just there helping her, of course, you know, like um, still not like really concerned, but, you know, like, you know, just helping her. Uh, around 5.30, you know, like, um, you know, they checked, the doctors checked and they said that she's fully effaced and, you know, like, let's try uh, pushing. And she was trying to push and, she, oh my God, I have to say, you know, what they go through, uh, you know, trust me, you know, like, I'm a big complainer. I'm a pill popper, you know, like, uh, even if I get small cold, I pop like four pills uh, <laughs> with Tylenol, you know, like everything together just to stop that. But, you know, like what they go through, she didn't even take, you know, like epidural for the first few hours, you know, she's like, you know, like strive without that. But I was like, you know what, and after that, you know, got out of hand and we got epidural. So what they do is like really, really, uh, you know, amazing and, you know, what they go through. You know, my son, the first time I saw his head and, you know, like that's when, you know, like my wife got more energy. She was so tired pushing. Mm. Once we saw the head, there's a lot of hair, you know, like, of course, mm. like your kid. She, I don't know where she got the energy from, you know, and, you know, all those doctors were like, you know, oh my God, you're doing a best job. And, you know, like they're just trying to push. And once we got the baby out, you know, she was so happy. It was like, I just started crying, you know, like, I don't know. It's so cliche. I, I don't know how. I cannot imagine that. I, I keep saying I can't imagine it because for people who yeah. don't know you, it's like yeah. they may think what was a big deal, but it is hard to imagine Armin the emotional person. I, maybe I've changed a lot, but from what I know of you, like you're pretty much in control of your emotions. So I'm yeah glad to hear that. I mean, in my case, there was no strong emotions like that in the sense. Like I, I'm gonna talk about the, the that process in another episode, uh, but like the whole childbirth process for us, it was pretty long drawn out, and we were like emotionally drained, physically, mentally drained. But then when Amelia was born, and we held her first, Abigail held her, and then I held her, it was like everything that happened in the past like a day and a half, like was just like forgotten, like all the pain and the struggle and you know, whatever. And it was just like, I didn't like even have any tears at that point. It was just like, we made a tiny human being and I'm holding her. It's, it's just like hard to believe. Right. I'll tell you this. I don't know why I cried. Is it because I made a small human being? We made a small human being? Or is it because my son is born? Or is it because, you know, it's so miracle? I, I don't know. And I was yeah. not actually weeping, you know, like it's just, you know, tears, just, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Down. You know, and uh, I was so ashamed, you know, to be honest, I was ashamed in front of all those other dogs. I was just weeping. I was turning around, wiping my tears and, you know, like turning around <laughs> and it just keeps flowing. Then it stopped. Yeah. It stopped. Then it stopped early and it was just so, uh, and this guy was, uh, he was loud. He was, he came out really loud. Oh, and wow. then, you know, that also, you know, like made me really happy because, you know, like some kids don't cry and they think, you know, multiple complicated. And the fun, <laughs> you don't remember. I was actually doing Abgar score when he came out. <laughs> okay. On my head. See, on my head. I did not do anything like that. I was like, medically, I'm not going to think of anything. I'm just going to think about Abigail. I'm going to think about the baby. That is yeah. it. I, I, I was, I'm just going to let the doctors and nurses handle it. Yeah. That is it. So I was able to. I didn't want to think about it. Trust me. I didn't want to think about it. The <laughs> first thing that came to my mind once I saw him, the happiness and everything, I was, I was multitasking. I was happy. I was, you know, like emotional. I was doing Abgar score. I was just looking at his toes. I was looking at his things and, you know, 
and I was looking at my wife to make sure she's doing okay. I was looking at her vitals at the same time, you know, whether she popped any arteries or, you know, like some, so all these things were happening. Take care of them the whole day. And I think that's, it, it goes back to something I just said earlier in this conversation is where I was like, I can't picture you being a dad. And I also thought that, uh, funnily enough, for my brother-in-law, John, because both of you are kind of similar in that I just couldn't like see you guys as being becoming dads, but over you know over the months in your case and in his case years, I've seen how you guys have become such natural dads, and that kind of gives me the confidence too that till you do become a father, like you cannot assume anything about how you're going to be, and that is a very natural thing that happens. Like once you see your look into your baby's eyes and you're like, I'm responsible for this human being like it's not you're never going to be sure or you're never going to be confident enough and i think it takes time and that's what i'm discovering i mean it's, it's just a few weeks but i i feel like every day uh, and obviously abigail has a lot to do with it she she is constantly like you know encouraging and supportive and you know i, I feel like okay i can do this uh I, I can be a good dad so uh I don't want to end this conversation without bringing up something very important because one thing that we have in common is that we are raising our children in a country that is completely different to the one we grew up in, like literally. Uh, Have you and Aburva talked about how we want to balance like the American culture and Indian culture in the way you want to raise Ahan? That's that's very important, right? Mm -hmm. We, We thought about it, but I'll be honest with you. We are not going to dig deeper into that right now, you know, and think a lot about it. If you do that, you're going to mess up the child, you know. So, but what we do, you know, like, you know, uh, subconsciously is the way how we are raised by our parents, we are doing it to our kids automatically, you know, even in small ways. Okay. The thing, the one one important thing for, you know, for now is we want to make sure Ahan learns Tamil or Tamil. Mm, okay. Okay. He, he learns Tamil and uh, he knows his roots are back in India by, uh, by his uncles, aunts, you know, like we have many uncles, like, you know, our Indian families, how extended they are. He right. wants to know each and every one of them, you know, not personally, but they are there, you know. Mm-hmm. And number three is the food. Right. Okay. So I was right eating lentils, rice and ghee. Right, and you know, like those are uh, Italy's, and and you know, I've hated those of in Italy's at times back home, but trust me, here those looks like you know, when we make it, we are so happy, you right. know, at home. It's a and link Aburra to makes, it's a it's a link, it's a link to your home, exactly. And Aburra makes wonderful, you know, trust me, you know, you know, me, I cook good, you know, like I was cooking good really for a long time, but Aburra started cooking when she got married, but she surpassed me so fast and she cooks amazing food. And I'll tell you this, uh, and I know this is a short conversation, but I want to, you know, like, you know, to our wives, you know, what they do. And that's another thing that I found out more than me, like how good of a mother they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just want to bring it out that, you know, I know Aburra is very naive, you know, like she's a very naive person. She's really nice. She can't understand that if someone is mocking her or someone is going to you know, talk to her, she doesn't. But, oh my God, when she became, when, you know, she's a mom now and each and everything what she does for Ahan, I was like, oh my God, you know, like, how do you know all these, you know, and, you know, everything. I... I, I, I agree, and this is not just to earn like extra brownie points, right? Exactly. But no. both Aburva and even Abigail, I feel like they're the kind of women who were 
just like ready for motherhood. Not to say that they're like perfect. They know everything that they're doing. Sure, there are going to be moments of like doubt or you're like, I don't know if this is the right thing to do. But overall, I feel like they're just like, we're ready for this. Like they were like, they're going to be great moms and they've just been preparing for this yeah. their whole life. I know, right? More than everything, the amount of effort, amount of effort, you know, mm-hmm. that she puts, I'll tell you this, in a day, Ahan eats, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, again, you know, I just want to price her by just saying that I'm saying this to her. Like she makes all his three meals. There is no frozen food. Okay. I'm not saying, you know, like, of course, uh, I'm not saying anything about other people, but, you know, like, of course, every life is uh, dependent on their income and, you know, like, you know, how much busy they are. It's not wrong to do that, but Abura makes time for Ahan. Whatever he eats, she makes it from scratch. It's not, she's a physician, okay? She's a physician, she comes. Another thing is I also help her, you know, like with other chores and she has time to do that. But I'll tell you this, Ahan ate most of the fruits that I had in the whole of 28 years. When I was 28 years old, I might have had those food items or, you know, like those foods. Ahan might have had it already by the age of one. Yeah. That's why I, that's why I told her exactly that at, uh, just yesterday I was telling her, you know, so amount of effort that they do, like these mothers, they are, they are amazing. Yeah. Um, honestly, and I feel like we talk a lot about fatherhood in this or just yeah. like no. becoming yeah. a dad, being a dad, being like a good dad. But for me, I feel like while there are a lot of single dads out there, like at least in my case, like Abigail's contribution or like partnership with her, help from her, is like so, so important for me to be like a real good dad because I am still like learning. And I feel like it's, it, it, it is easier when she is so supportive. And I think both of us like that. I think we yep. uh, Trust me, man. we got p- people who are kind of out of our league, but we uh, we did okay. You know, she is. I'll tell you this: both of her wives, and you know, like of course, you're gonna prize your wife. She is way better than everything than me. <laughs> I think everyone else that too. Yeah, yeah, way better than everything. You know, like. But I'll give you a small tip: if you want to be a better dad, you want to know this. I don't know whether you you heard this or you know, like. I have heard so much. Dad, I may have heard yeah. it, but yeah, go ahead. If you want to be a better dad, help your wife. That's all you need. Well, I think I'm good then because that's all yeah. I do every day. Yeah, that's all. You know, just do that. You'll become a better dad, you know, like by the yeah. way how they're going to teach you everything. So just help them out and, you know, like don't take like shifts. This is my shift. This is, so that that's not that's not how it's it a partnership. Works. It's a partnership. I see yeah. a lot of people saying, oh, this is your shift. I'm, I'm going to come home and that's your shift and that's my shift. No, you can't do that taking care of kids. No. Even if you're taking care of them the whole day and their wife or husband comes home and they are tired, take the extra hour, you know, 20 minutes an hour. So just let them, you know, take a good bath and, you know, like relax and, you know, so no shifts. Okay. You no, know? that's well, important. That's how we're doing it. So I, I guess we're on the right track. Then. Well, on that note, uh, I think we will end there, but Arvid, thank you so much for your time. I, uh, you know, obviously we've, we've been friends for such a long time and I feel like we've, but we've never had to have such a deep conversation about, you know, like life like this before. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do it. Um, right. So I, I'm really excited to see our journeys, you know, going forward, like in fatherhood and in life, like how we're going to do. So I'm excited and uh, I'm pretty sure we will be checking in on each other too. Yeah. Yep. But you know, I'm, I'm really happy for Amelia and uh, Abigail. I see the pics and she all, 
always, uh, it's really funny. You know, she has better sense of humor than you, you know, yes, your wife, true. you know, uh, and Instagram. Um, I'm not a very active member of Instagram, but I usually follow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've seen her post and it's really amazing to see. And your kid, uh, uh, she's beautiful. Okay. Right. Hopefully she doesn't turn like you, man. Hopefully not, but I feel like I've contributed at least the hair. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, I did something. I think the looks and everything from... She uh, got her cheeks though. Really? Yeah, probably, maybe. Okay, I'll yeah. I'll take it. Nobody yeah. has said that before, but I did contribute the hair. I just want everyone to know. So yes. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks again, All right. and uh, we'll talk later. This well, that's it for this episode of Dear Amelia. Thank you for listening and tune in next time when I talk to another dear friend about the friendships that shape our lives. Till then, this is Benjamin Prabhu signing off. And Amelia, thank you again for coming into my life. Love you now and forever. Dad. <laughs>